Awesome. Uh, welcome to the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode nine. Just check, so we're good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have a really special guest on the show here today. Uh, but first, I'd like to obviously kind of bring in a moment of presence into the podcast. I don't have my singing bowl, but um, yeah, just a moment of presence. So wherever you are, if you're listening or if you're here, uh, just a moment to take a deep breath in, like five seconds in. And out for five. And we're locked in. I feel grounded. And you're grounded. Cool. So, yeah, real special guest on the podcast for today. A good friend of mine that I've known for quite a long time now. Several years. Several years, yeah. Um, used to be kind of working with him. Unfortunately, we went our own ways, but always kept in touch throughout, yeah. the, throughout the years. Yeah, it's been good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, really good motivation for me has, like, really inspired me in the entrepreneurship path as well. Uh, and was really the first person that uh, that I came across. I'm like, wow, I'm not the only person that thinks this way. <laughs> so that was a really special person in my life. And um, yeah, Stephen Texan, want to introduce awesome. yourself here? Sure thing. Yeah, it was. I'm um, reflecting on our meeting. It was so funny being at um, effectively the club on McLeod mm -hmm. in Calgary, and uh, at this art exhibit slash concert, and seeing this um, well-dressed dude um, in a suit hawking his paintings <laughs> and and having this really cool asian inspired um art and uh and just had his head screwed on right and it was again in a similar way i'm not the only one out there who's 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 got this mindset of um i know what i want to do and i know how i want to represent myself and present myself to the world and i'm doing it so it was in a, in the similar sense as a reciprocal way you inspired me to continue doing what I do and <laughs> awesome, to, uh, yeah, to just burn down the trail towards, um, the dreams that we all have. So, um, as far as my background, I guess I, um, <laughs> grew up always thinking I wanted to be an actor. I always idolized Jim Carrey and George Clooney and the people who just, uh, made a name for themselves in Hollywood. But, um, about a year out of college, not realizing, not, not really seeing the, the connection path from, uh, you know, theater school to Hollywood, um, and realizing that maybe the, the, the deck wasn't stacked in my favor to make it that way, um, made some key connections and, and went branch, branched off into a very different, very entrepreneurial path, um, that way and, uh, have been learning a lot and per working on personal growth a lot since then. Um, and, and then finding myself in more recent years, uh, realizing that you can't just carbon copy yourself from the people that you, um, see as a great example, you can absolutely take their mindset and principles and, and uh, attitudes and, my, and, and perspectives and utilize what they've done and how, how they've succeeded to influence how you succeed. But um, there's no way to authenticity that way. You need to find your own path. And so um, for me, it's been a really wild journey because I have such weird niche interests <laughs> that just take me out of left field to a different area. But um, yeah, always knowing where I want to go, which is... Uh, you know, freedom, as we all are pursuing, I'm sure. Yeah. In this entrepreneurial realm. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Freedom is chill, right? Yeah. Um, and that kind of leads to my first thing is what are some major influences in your life and how they kind of influence you on the path that you're on now? Absolutely. Um, probably one of my, well, obviously one of my key influences has been um, the people I met who showed me that business ownership is possible. We live in probably the most privileged 
place on earth outside of the United States. And I know they've got their own kettle of fish in terms of <laughs> issues and stuff, but North America as a whole is, is built on free enterprise and the ability to do what you want in the, in the marketplace. And so as a, as a self-employed artist style actor, um, as my background, I knew that that was possible and I was used to, um, marketing myself and my talents and my, uh, you know, abilities, but, um, to leverage other platforms wasn't something that I knew about, or I, I had always looked at business ownership as some huge lengthy, arduous debt laden process that you'd have to sink your whole life and soul into in order to make anything of. And I just didn't want to do any of that back end stuff. I didn't want to have to do the, you know, come up with a product design and marketing and get it to, to scale into market and contract and, and hire all these other companies and people to, um, and go into debt so much to be able to make my, my vision a reality and then enslave myself to my business. Um, I wanted something that could work for me and that already had, um, the, the infrastructure in place. Uh, and so besides that influence and more so more than the platforms, it was, it was the influence of the people and their mindset and the relationships that I made with them, um, or that some of them have become like second parents to me. Uh, where I've gone to them with things that I haven't gone to anybody else for, and they've seen me through some of my most challenging times in life. Um, and the the example that they that they shared with me, uh, because outside of business, we're all just living this life here on Earth. And when I saw the ability to have a family and not put them through the rigors of 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 not being with me for forty hours a week. I saw the possibility of myself being a father because before then I, I really didn't see, I didn't see any way that my passions and my interests and where I was going professionally lined up with having a successful family life. Uh, I'm super fortunate that my parents, um, prioritized time with the family while also having full-time, um, city of Calgary jobs. And they set the example for me of you can be successful and, Successful in, in, in work and in the home, uh, because despite their their jobs and in fact some ways because of them, they were actually able to retire right around their ages of fifty. Nice. And they've been traveling the world. Uh, I'm going to plug their 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 blog, my dad's blog mostly, uh, because he's the the former photographer slash that's his passion. So because he's free from a job, he does that um, when he wants to, Sweet. and he illustrates his blog <laughs> with a, with a litany of amazing photographs. But um, it's pexon.com. It's just my last name.com, and it'll take you to their travel blog. He started it in April 2012 when they went to, I think, Costa Rica. No, somewhere. Um, somewhere in, the, in Central America. They love Central America. But Shout out to Papa Pexon. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Great photos there. And um, if you want it's, to... It's the lifestyle of somebody who saw mobility and freedom geographically to take their relationship married 40, 33 years now, I think in April, uh, and, and just do what they like, which is travel. That's sweet. It's, it's, yeah. it's brilliant. So that's their travel journal basically is their blog paxon.com. And, uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but, <laughs> but the ability to have a family, like I saw myself as the, the George Clooney of this generation, I was going to be in Hollywood and successful and, but never married or having kids. And then I was able to witness some of my mentors retire their wives, retire the, the both couples and be able to spend full time, um, 
sewing into their family, sewing into their kids. That's awesome. Taking their kids and traveling and, and educating them from home rather than the school system. And I was just like, oh, freedom like that is available. Well, maybe, maybe that way I would be comfortable having children and not putting them in daycare and, and raising them with our values and, and spending all day with them, not spending however much our job was able to give us in terms of maternity or paternity leave, but actually get freedom and then build a family. Because an old, uh, I don't know if it was a proverb, but I've heard somebody say that you build your business and then you build your family. And I know a lot of people are, are um, they're starting their family and then they're financing a home and they're not building any sort of a business. And to me, I, that just doesn't make a lot of sense because then you're in bondage to your to your mortgage, to your job. And I just think a lot of the priorities have gotten a little mixed up here. And um, I'm not here to say what anybody's definition of success is, but figure out yours and then work towards it. Yeah. You know, people live auto, on autopilot a lot because they don't actually think about where they want their life to be and their, their intentionality gets taken away from them. And so it gets, become a prisoner of their own choices. Hey? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they let their boss or their coworkers or their peers or their family tell them what to do or what success is when it doesn't vibe with them. And that's why I think a lot of the mental illness issues in North America right now are happening is because people don't know what they want. They don't know what they're standing for, their values, because they're being influenced by things without thinking about their influences. Mm -hmm. So in terms of influences, you know, I, um, I got around people who thought about theirs and shared some with me and I vibed with some and didn't with others, but yeah. And then another big influence has been honestly Tim Ferriss. His, <laughs> that was his Tim Ferriss. Yeah, the number one podcast uh, <laughs> for me to listen to. One of the number one or the number one business podcast in podcast land. I don't know what it's called, but podcast land. Um, the Tim Ferriss show. <laughs> and um, you know, read a few of his books. Didn't really vibe with um or jive with uh, the four hour work week initially, because I was listening to it, but I the way that he goes about this whole seeking of freedom didn't just didn't resonate with me. So um just didn't fit at the time with your... With the time, exactly. Yeah. Um, but listening now, <laughs> the rabbit holes I go down based on his interests <laughs> are nuts, you know? Psychedelics <laughs> and um, everything that, uh, that I've been, yeah, kind of interested in since was... But I don't mean to <laughs> mm -hmm. rant and, and um, kind of follow-up question to that. Like, it's interesting you say that, you know, people have their priorities in a different way. Um... Yeah, it's crazy. Even, even with my parents, seeing them like they start a business first and then don't know how to like scale it up and they don't really reach out or something like that. So being a seeing my parents start a business, especially from like the immigrant side of things, mm -hmm. literally just like coming here with the shorts on their pants, shorts on their pants, <laughs> shirts, shirts on their backs, on backs. <laughs> shirts on their backs, and uh, just building something out of nothing. And that's kind of the mindset I took out of it. Yeah. Um, and my follow-up question for that is like, who would you like to influence out there and in, in what way? Ooh, <laughs> besides everybody. Yeah. Um, it's, it always comes back to the next generation. I think mm -hmm. who's going to be here after we're gone. I'm, I'm investing a lot of time reading and researching about end of life, uh, priorities, end of life care, palliative and hospice and, and, um, how we die. And I want this to be as timeless as possible, this, this podcast, this episode. Um, but I think, what world do we want to set up for who's going to be there when we're gone? Because mm -hmm. the way that a lot of people, individuals, corporations have acted in years past was first, it was the, based on the best that they knew at the time. We've learned since then. Uh, I'm not saying they were uneducated. I'm just saying... They knew what they knew, and we know what we know. Mm. So why don't we use what we know 
to make the world better for those who are going to be there once we're gone. After, yeah. And so as much as we can joke and gripe and complain and be confused about what the next generation, the Zoomers, are doing, why don't we step into a role of responsibility and actually guide them and lead them in a way that sets us up to be better mm-hmm. once we're once we're you know further on? And I do believe that they have a lot of intrinsic uh, intuition when it comes to uh, society and awareness, like social awareness and self awareness. Um, but I also think there's a ton more distractions nowadays than there were in our parents' age. Oh, like pre internet, come on. <laughs> That's pre internet. Pre internet? There was Hello? there was she scared a wall and watched oh my paint God. dry. Can't even can't even begin to imagine like I it's funny because we joke about uh, friends of or like experiencing dial up. Mm-hmm. I never had dial up. I am very fortunate to be in the household that I was because we had high speed internet from as early as I can remember. Um, but friends of mine would joke about dial up and somebody picks up the phone and you lose your internet connection. But like nowadays, you can't imagine a world without internet, mm-hmm. a Wi-Fi connection everywhere, LTE, five G, whatever it is. Even to talk to kids nowadays, like, hey, like, we're gonna take your phone away for a week, and they flip, they'll lose their mind. They don't even know it exists without their phone. <laughs> what is going outside? Like, I remember friends of mine would show up at the door with their bikes, yeah. and I had nothing else going on. This was high school days, so obviously, or junior high, mm-hmm. and we would bike around town and it was a thrill mm-hmm. it was a blast because I grew up in a town of like 2700 I think max population when I moved out 2700? yeah yeah it was tiny wow okay yeah, just north of here and um <laughs> we would just bike around town that was fun yeah and maybe video games like the Xbox had just come out it was a good time Halo come on you know no screen peeking <laughs> <laughs> screen looker um but yeah I, I believe that who needs our influence is those yeah. who don't have pr- the proper influences in their lives. You know, a lot of people are coming out of broken homes. Divorce and, uh, you know, marriages is this fickle concept, um, depending on where you look. Mm-hmm. And I think um, after just watching the Wisdom of Trauma documentary with Gabor Mate and a couple of the talks featuring Esther Perel and some other, um, you know, key influences and researchers and experts in the field, trauma. Um, in, uh, what's the word? It's uh, it is it is at fault. It is the um, it's the reason behind so much societal collapse and issues and um, people not knowing their values and it's moments of trauma. Yeah, it's it's it perpetuates further moments of trauma. Like it mm-hmm. is a cycle. Uh, one one part of the conversation that I w- listened to with Esther Perel and Gabor Mate was if you don't look at it systemically you're missing the entire picture. Um, yeah, it, you, you gotta watch it. If it becomes available, please, The Wisdom of Trauma, it was, yeah, moving, to say the least. So that's, that's what I would say the next generation is who I... This comes and, back to like so, kind of self-awareness too, hey? Like I know mm-hmm. for myself, like, um, I do, like meditation is like a huge keystone part of my life, Same. right? Yeah. And that's, that's brought like a lot of self-awareness to myself. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where I sit and I notice, I think in a certain way, I'm like, hmm, (laughs) what, where did this come from? And I kind of dig into it a little deeper and it just comes from like a small little moment, maybe like two, three minute moment. And Mm -hmm. it happened when I was a little kid, something like that. And just like affects how I think down the road. Absolutely. I, uh, I recently got engaged. Woo! I 
I had a I, uh, I had an air horn sound effect here. But <laughs> not I love it. I'll listen for it in post. But uh, yeah, I started a relationship about a year and a half ago, and she has brought so much self awareness to my life mm-hmm. uh, in terms of my. And I get I I'm aware now of a lot of the habits that I got from my parents. Not all of them the best ones in terms of uh, certain. My, my perspectives or mindsets or uh, you know, unconscious biases towards certain groups of people. Mm-hmm. And she has brought the level of self-awareness to my interacting or my thinking of other people uh, to a level that's never been before. Did she just like question you or challenge you or what? Well, just, I mean, regarding all the, um, yeah, the, what's, what's being discovered right now in the, in the, in the residential schools with mm-hmm. the indigenous populations and the, the awareness and the education hopefully the education that's happening within the North American culture and society Mm -hmm. about the past traumas and what that led to and what that, what happened and, um, what we're dealing with now, everything, everything regarding, I mean, with the pandemic, we met right before the pandemic, we got together, we moved in together because of the pandemic. Like Mm -hmm. it was (laughs) in a, in a, um, Esther Perel workshop YouTube series that we listened to or watched together, she mentioned how things are going to move faster. There's going to be a lot of uh, COVID marriages, COVID relationships starting, COVID babies and COVID divorces. COVID babies. Right? And <laughs> pandemic babies. Uh, and, and ours was one of those pandemic, uh, not relationships because we got together before the, relation, before the pandemic, but um, it accelerated things. We moved in together because of the risk posed to our, in our, each of our roommates. Um, so the contact with her as the George Floyd, as George Floyd's death Mm -hmm. happened, occurred and the, the, um, civil rights movement that spawned from that, it has, it has really opened my eyes to, I mean, I, yeah, there's, there's a lot to go into regarding that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to make that the focus of this episode, but, uh, yeah, my awareness of how I, how I present myself and how I speak about issues regarding, you know, just issues, um, has been brought to light and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, and the LGBTQ movement, everything is just a lot more in my awareness because I have somebody as a sounding board saying, you know, that's interesting. Where does that come from? Or, um, did you, know, you, know, did you that notice way. that you just said this, mm-hmm. uh, and correcting me when I misspoke, when I, you know, use the wrong pronoun or what have you, there's, um, there's somebody there who's very socially aware, giving me the feedback, mm-hmm. which I never had before. So I, I do like, oh, why did I say that? And you can kind of like exactly reflect on the hand. Exactly. That on top of my meditation habit, I've got a lot of time to think. It's great. <laughs> Not a lot of time, but a lot of when I go to meditate, I have a lot of things to think about because I've never had this, this amazing sounding board. So shout out to Mary Chisholm. Shout out. Recently you guys, air horn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, I wanted to ask you as well, kind of based on kind of spawning off that. Is I remember before, um, the question is, how has your journey evolved as you went from being single to having a partner alongside with you? Because mm-hmm. I remember before, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be single. I don't. I'm like, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing this on my own. <laughs> I did used to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Um, yeah, it's it's changed. Um, I used to listen to. So here's an example. I was very interested and very involved with Jocko podcast 
uh, Jocko Willink's podcast called Jocko. Shout Podcast. Out to, shout out to Jocko. Discipline equals freedom. <laughs> here's here's how here's how invested I listened to. I, I wanted to catch up, and I don't like missing things. I don't come into a series halfway, and so I started Jocko Podcast from number one. From number one, and I listened to one episode every day. Until I was caught up. That was 170. Those were three-hour episodes. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> there were some episodes that were four-plus hours. Mm. So I listened to an episode a day, and sometimes I missed it. So I listened to two the next day. Like I caught up 175 days later. As discipline. I probably haven't listened to a Jocko podcast in six months mm-hmm. because my time is elsewhere. Like yes, I have a full-time job uh, to support the building of my company, but also. I'm with her. When I'm not at my job, I want to be with her. So I'm not going to isolate myself for four hours to listen to Jocko. Even though I love the perspective that he shares, I love the learning from war vets and the perspective that knowing the darkness gives you in order to know the light. But um, my priorities have shifted. It's no longer about what I want. It's about what we want. And it's about how I can invest and sow into her. Um, you know, we, we are all broken people. And when we come together, all we can do is try to fit the pieces of our brokenness together mm-hmm. and make each other whole. Um, wow, that's beautiful. Well, I, I mean, and I don't, thank you, but I don't believe in completing each other. Like, I don't think you should look for completion in your partner. I yeah. think you should be one whole complete person and then find somebody else who complements and supplements you, who is their own complete whole person. And that together you make more than the sum of your parts. But I also believe that when you have the capability and the capacity to add to the other person from what you've learned, then it's your responsibility to your family. She's my family. Yeah. Um, and so I, that's, that's one of the ways that my priorities have shifted Mm -hmm. and, um, and also having a why that actually responds to you, you know, I, I get that writing on your mirror and having post-it notes and reminders in your phone works for single people. What do you mean by that? Like having a why that responds? Uh, <laughs> having a why that you come home to. Oh, okay. That's what I mean. Okay. Like coming home and being reminded, like coming home from my eight hour shift mm-hmm. and, and seeing the reason why I put in the extra work because I want her to have the best life possible. I want to give her and I want to give her everything and make her dreams come true. That's awesome. Man. And so when I come home, it's just that she is, she is why I continue working, continue networking, um, invest in myself. You know, we had a discussion recently about self care, how it prepares you for the work. It prepares you for the moments when life gets hard. You know, if it weren't for meditation and yoga, which I practice every day, and if it weren't for, you know, listening to success and leadership talks on audio and reading positive business or relationship or success books on the the saw, man. Hmm? Sharpen the saw. Exactly. (laughs) Then, then when life hits you from, from left field, uh, without those, you are thrown off kilter. You're taken out for extended periods of time Mm -hmm. versus when you have the mindfulness, when you've invested in your self care and you are grounded and whole life comes at you sideways and hits you with the, you know, brunt of a freight train. You can keep your ground. Smash. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you can pull a Hancock and stand in front of the train, and the train just de- gets demolished because you are secure. Minus and a you, shot of whiskey at the same time. Minus, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no room for alcohol in here. <laughs> Weeks in the faculty. But yeah, that's that's how it's changed. Really. Okay. Uh, why. It's just like you really just empower each other, hey? Yeah, we do our best. Yeah. You know, 
there's there's we have capacity as everybody does and when your cup is empty there's only so much you can give but I try always to have my cup full so that I can pour into her okay and, and vice versa want to ask you now that you've like even kind of knowing you for a couple years and seeing you like grow so much which is actually super cool right? thank you um, was there like a moment where it clicked for you because we all get doubts oh right? yeah we all get those doubts was it a moment where it clicked where like I'm on the right path and take us through the time that leading up kind of leading up to that oh this is going to be a bit of a a bit of a um, reversal question answer because I've known I've been on the right path for eight years okay uh, I met my mentors eight years ago, and I've known that I'm on the right path since before I met Mary. And part of part of being becoming in a relationship, like transitioning from single to a relationship, was vetting her to see if she was the partner for me. I have been in relationships since committing to the life of solidarity and singleness, and um, and and building my company as a single. Um, but none of them cut the che- cut the mustard. None of them made the cut. <laughs> cut the mustard. <laughs> I almost said cut the cheese. That that's not the right uh, <laughs> euphemism. Or yeah, euphemism. But um, well, if you're with someone, they don't cut the cheese. There's something off. <laughs> that's true. You've got to be comfortable enough to part of each other. Let's just get real. <laughs> but for real, like when we met, we started out as friends. We were in a show together that um, we basically workshopped for uh, a staged reading. And it was a small blip in the in the grand scheme of things, but it actually also let us know that maybe theater and performing in that world isn't the best for us because of certain personalities that get um, empowered, mm-hmm. but not the right personalities. You know, like really toxic <clears throat> and uh, and and bad. Just really, frankly, some evil traits that get reinforced and encouraged mm-hmm. in that world. So just the wrong people move up in that. Exactly. Okay. Uh, for, so, for the most, most part. Like, okay. nah, I, wouldn't say, I won't even say for the most part, but in a lot of cases, the people who shouldn't be getting accolades are, and the people who should be getting accolades aren't. And that just doesn't vibe with. That just does not resonate. rubbed the wrong way. It so rubs me the wrong way. Um, and yeah, so not to get further into that, but we met and started hanging out. We just got to know each other. And I was me and I knew I was on the right path and I was seeing through the process of getting to know her if our paths aligned that was it it's it kind was, of betting her like mm, it was see. exactly it was like this is the path I'm on and it's going to lead to this outcome is that the outcome you want and if so how how similar are our visions for our life mm. like it's not like I talked about having kids with her before we were in relationships but I shared with her some of my mindsets on what I wanted for my family life and what I wanted for where I was living geographically. And some of that's changed since, but still in alignment with my desires and values. Um, And when it became clear to me that we did um, resonate with each other, we were the same kind of funny, the same kind of um, outlook. You jived. It just made sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, within a short period of time. I mean, we moved in together after five months of dating, obviously accelerated by the pandemic, but I knew I was going to marry her when we, when we moved in together, basically, or shortly after at least. I've never moved in with somebody before. And so when I, when I made that step, I was like, it's this or nothing. Like there's no moving out and, you know, bargaining for whose stuff is whose. That just, I don't need that. It's not even an option. <laughs> no, hell no. My parents never divorced, so why would I? And yeah. moving in together is essentially that 
that next step of a relationship. And I don't want to have to deal with that issue of, plus I knew it was her. Like mm-hmm. it was easy, that easy. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. I don't know if that answered the question. I kind of forgot the question by now. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> I guess like you said, you, you're on, um, you're on the right path that you knew like yes. eight years ago. Yes. So I just needed to see whether or not she was going to join me on that path or if, you know, I, cause I, I was in a relationship when I met, uh, the people that I met and started my company and she was invested in going to school. She wanted to be a physiotherapist and good for her. I hope she's doing well. Uh, but that, that would have taken her away from me. And I wanted a spouse that wanted to be with me and just charge the hill and run in life together. Not Here's how I'm going. Not. Are you coming? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then say, I guess like post that eight years, like, before that was it just like kind of discovering and kind of finding out or like that moment when you met the mentors was was no it took some time uh obviously i had to suss out the opportunity and see if um is this legit yeah basically (laughs) i mean there was there was a lengthy vetting process and educational um you know figuring out who these people were what they stood for and if what they do works which you know was (laughs) pretty, uh, pretty obvious that yes, um, seeing the results that they had, but, um, yeah, obviously once the, once the fears abated, abated and I realized that these were people that I could see sewing into my life and and influencing me, then easy. Yeah. Like sweet. I'm in (laughs) basically. And then it was just a a matter of finding my why, finding my reasons for, uh, doing the work that not many other people are willing to do, which is uh, entrepreneurship. That's why we're here. Yeah. So <laughs> we're here. No, yeah. That's the name of the game. It's not, it's not for everybody. Like yeah. anybody can do it, but it's not, it, everybody's not for it. I won't say it's not for everybody, but everybody isn't for it based on, again, like I said, the traumas of the past. If you've been totally turned off from people who've just represented the wrong type of, of business conduct, I get it. I get that there are sleazy people out there who give people, you know, a bad rep, a bat, like a food poisoning in terms of business, mm-hmm. um, business acumen. And I never wanted to be that. And I'm glad that the people I met weren't that. Um, but you know, if you get, if you get traumatized, tra- traumatized from a certain type of person, you're not going to res, you're not going to, um, gravitate towards that kind of person down the road. You can avoid it. Exactly. Yeah. And if what, if what they do is who they are, then you're not going to do what they do mm-hmm. ever, you know, unless you can really, really reframe your mind. Yeah. And like, want to ask, like, this is something that's been, I always like to ask as well. So like, in terms of like entrepreneurship, all the information that people need to better their lives or to solve that problem they're working on, whatever, is literally less than like five clicks away. Oh yeah. Well, oh my God. And like, in the age of the internet. Yeah. Right? So like. In, the, in this age where like the information is so available, like <gasps> literally anything, too. it's free, anything that yep. you can find or you would need to solve whatever you're, like, whatever you're struggling with mm-hmm. is like literally at your fingertips. Absolutely. Um, what do you feel like in, in your experience is like what's holding people back from just that, that little step? Man, what holds people back? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I want to say everything that they allow to let them, that they allow to hold them back. Like, I, I get that there are functions and obstacles and roadblocks in, your, in, in the brain that people, it's hard to solve for, that, they, that need work, and that work sometimes is hard to come by. 
However, having said that, that being said, um, if you can overcome the mental obstacles and recruit the resources that are in your favor, that are there to help you, and that have your best interests at, at heart, then anything is possible. Absolutely anything. I, I know that there are, I, and I speak from such a place of privilege, so it's really hard to, uh, to, to empathize and to like, for, or for at least for people to see that I, that I am trying to empathize because I get that people come from different backgrounds and that that makes it harder for them to get ahead. Um, Mary shared with me one, um, in just, uh, introduction or interaction with a person that, where he mentioned how there's less female CEOs because less females want to be CEOs. And she just, I, you know, I wish she kind of like ate them alive for that, but <laughs> it, yeah, it's, that's, that's a limiting mindset and no less females don't want to be like, or sorry. Um, it's not because less females want to be CEOs and more of them want to be, you know, moms. No, that's not it at all. It's because the deck is stacked against them from the moment they're born. This society, this patriarchal society, come on, like I'm not going to go on a rant about it, but we have to be honest that some people are born less advantaged than others. And if we, if anybody have seen those, um, if this blah, 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 step forward, uh, videos, then, you know, there are people who are, who are immediately from their birth set further back on the path to success than others. That's true. And so, however, I have, I've also seen on the other side of that, I've seen people from way, way worse um, backgrounds than myself or way worse backgrounds than other people who are equally successful become crazy successful. Mm -hmm. And so to a degree, yes, there's a good, like right place, right time, right resources, right influences, but there's also grab the bull by the horn, take the opportunity. Like you can stand at the door of opportunity all day, but unless you knock, unless you take action, nothing's going to change. You got to participate in your own salvation. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's kind of bring my max to me. Is like one of the biggest things to help me to get through that. I've been in that before where I was just like, it's kind of stuck mm -hmm. is the, the willingness to challenge what you think is true. Oh yeah. And that's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you think. Like I, I'd say, like one of my keystone moments would be when I went on a meditation retreat. You did. And like it was ten days, pure silence, no communication with any being. Wow. Whatever. Eleven hours a day, six a.m. every day, right? Whoa. Um, and it was extremely uncomfortable for the first like three, four days of it. I, I wanted bet. to leave so bad. I bet. But I, I, the thing that helped me so much, like that's I've taken into. I'll back and talk entrepreneurship is you see an idea or a, a way that you think or a, a certain thought that you have and the willingness to look at it and say this could be wrong even mm. though I thought this way my entire life yeah and like it was uncomfortable because I was like it was kind of like breaking up with yourself <laughs> you're like yeah man you got like I thought this way for so long and that like the belief that that comfort that this is how I thought all the time. Leaving that behind is like, it's it's kind of scary. <laughs> super, super to step to step into uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but like back to like, <laughs> kind of back to what my belief is like. If it's uncomfortable, the obstacle is the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And continue to reinforce that. Even I forget it sometimes. We're like, 
I did I have like micro moments like when I go work out I'm like oh man this is kind of hard I'm just gonna like take uh-huh. off the weight a little bit uh-uh. and then that little voice is like <laughs> no yeah. put that weight back on absolutely so it's a constant everyday like battle of that keep things familiar or charge through into the into the unknown yeah we were just saying before you hit record resistance builds muscle mm-hmm. like when you feel like things are uh, conspiring to slow your progress or uh, get in your way or steer you off course, it means you're doing something right. Like it means you're going in the right direction. So just keep charging on. Just keep going. If it sucks, good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Jocko. Find the good in it. Find the why is it, you know, oh, my girlfriend just broke up with me. Good. She wasn't the right person for you. Like, what it teach you? On. Yeah, what it teach you? about yourself. <laughs> totally. Oh, I love it. I just lost my job. Good. Be creative. Find a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> um, and just to wrap up, I'm running out of time, so I got a road trip here. Of course. Um, is there anything you want to talk to that, you, that we didn't get to? And also, we can continue this more because I'm sure there's more that. There's more oh, questions that happen. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I get it for sure. Um, I don't know. I there's just there's a lot. I've been maybe maybe one message that that, that you want to give back to people listening listening into this little section here. Lean into the sources, whether it's people or uh, talks or belief systems that support your health, mm-hmm. your positive health. There's so many devices, algorithms, corporations, family members, what have you, that are, they have, some of them don't have the best intentions, some of them do, but they're not all healthy for your, for, for your, for you. They're not all healthy, Mm -hmm. period, full stop. Um, The mental health crisis in North America is taking too many lives. It is. Uh, causing too much disruption. If you actually look at the metrics, and I don't have them on hand, but um, the the healthcare costs, the employ- unemployment, that just every ripple effect that is caused from the lack of connection. Uh, shout out to Lost Connections by Johan Hari, um, and the Scattered Minds by Gabor Mate. I just am just crazy full of book quotes. It's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but. Um, Sometimes you don't know what's healthy for you, but I think if you think about it, you do. And what makes you get up at, at you know in the morning and smile, and what makes you dance, I think that's such a such a powerful medium that more people need to quit thinking it's shameful and being embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm. Like move your body. That's that's the most basic human function is moving your body. Yeah. Um, so dance more often. Uh, <laughs> that's what I want to close this podcast with is dance. No, um, dance, dance. <laughs> Cue coffin song. <laughs> but yeah, I just think um, focus on focus on getting healthy, and then when your cup is full, you can give back to others and mm-hmm. be a contributor. That's I awesome, man. Probably like nineteen other cliche hallmark lessons to spew out but I won't but so. it's true <laughs> too, too, what is it too many words uh, dilute a powerful something I don't know mm-hmm. cheap and a good talk that's it too many words cheap and a good talk so there's a good there's saying of Vietnamese too ăn ít muốn nữa which means uh, if you eat it's, it's, it's saying eat less you'll want more yeah if that makes sense 
I like it. I mean, I've also heard, you know, the, the, the more you know, the less you talk, which <laughs> when you hear some people, you go, oh, <laughs> not much between those ears. Another topic. Another topic. Um, <laughs> Um, and uh, where can people find you? I know you. Where can people connect with you if they want to reach out? Or... Absolutely. Uh, so I have a an Instagram and a Facebook at Stephen Pexon, um, all spelled out. It's all E's for for my vowels, P E C K S E N and Stephen of a V. Uh, Mary and I do a live every Sunday. We try to keep it to Sunday. Sometimes it spills over into Monday, but it's called Connection Corner. We're doing episode twenty one when I get home from this. Uh, that's about it. I um. I'm not that active, but I try to be, and um, just trying to add some positive to the world. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Preach, brother. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks for having. Thanks me. for ch- thanks for chiming in. That is episode nine. Nine, <laughs> and uh, see you on the next one. Take good care. <laughs>